Thank you for joining IAB There. Hi, everyone, and welcome to IAB There, our daily live stream show. I'm Zoe Soon, Vice President of the Consumer Experience Center at IAB, where we focus on emerging platforms and consumer behaviors to help the industry understand and reach the new media consumer. Our game is innovation at scale. Today, we have a treat for you. It's going to be a literal party on here. We have not one, not two, but four. Um, AR heavyweights from four of the probably the leading companies in AR and immersive technology. Let's bring them out. We have Aaron Luber, head of AR VR commercialization at Google, Carolina Aguilas, global product marketing of AR and developer products at Snap, Chris Barber, head of AR content partnerships at Facebook, and Tony Parisi head of AR VR ad innovation at Unity. Welcome guys, thanks for coming along today. Hey Zoe. Zoe thanks for having us. Good to see you all. Uh, wow, what a lineup. Um, there's, there's a lot we wanna to get to today, so let's kick it off. Tony, I'm gonna to, uh, come to you for the first question. Um, probably one that's on everyone's mind. We've been hearing about AR for a while now, um, and yet it's been thought of as a tool that we'll get to in the future. Uh, are we at that future now? Uh, why now? Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd like to think so. Uh, when you when you look at everything, when you look at the landscape of hardware, for example, devices capable of doing real-time 3D graphics, which is how you make your AR content, a AR features uh, that track with the camera, um, the devices are ready. There's, uh, there's software, you know, um, accessible software tools uh, like our Unity editing system and, and others that make it easy for lots of creators to create the content. Um, consumers have been educated for years now on this stuff with platforms like Snap and Facebook Camera First um, and seeing 3D at scale through Google searches. Um, so I think all these things are now coming together and we've, we've seen all the companies here and more involved in individual efforts to roll out products and having initial success in this area as well. Um, missing ingredient. And I think what we're going to get into today is people coming together to start uh, collaborating on how to do this more at scale across the different uh, venues. And we're going to talk about that today. But all of the initial conditions are set. And we have these early experiences that are indicating that this is a really effective medium. And so the time really is now. Right. And not to mention 5G's on the horizon. We've all found ourselves in this socially distant world. Um, so I think all of that is putting the wind in the sails of you know, AR. Great. Uh, Chris, next one's for you. Uh, what are some of the reasons why brands should start now integrating AR into their marketing strategies? Um, does it lend itself more effectively to certain marketing objectives or verticals? Yeah, Zoe. Well, you know, one of the things that, that I know we all on this call are excited about is the fact that AR can truly deliver results all the way up and down the funnel. Um, depending on what vertical of business you're in, uh, you can craft an AR experience that's best designed to meet your, your desired outcomes. Uh, as an example, if your product is an entertainment or media property, uh, AR gives you an opportunity to drive awareness and engagement by inviting consumers into your worlds, uh, giving them the ability to become your characters. Um, and then on the other hand, if, if you're involved in retail or e-commerce, uh, AR is a great way to enable uh, people to try your products before they buy um, and strengthen consideration uh, and ultimately lead to a conversion. Um, 
Another example is the way that AR can transform physical spaces. So if you're a brick and mortar retailer, this opportunity to truly change the environment, your change your retail environment uh, in a way that, again, invites more engagement and, uh, and, and participation by people with, with your brand and your products. Um, those are those are all examples of the way that AR can can serve to to drive business uh, outcomes really across the spectrum of verticals. Yeah, great examples there, and and you touched on transforming people's environments so they kind of feel like they're in in the shop. Carolina, I I was really impressed at the the Snap Summit recently where you were on stage as well. Uh, I think you demonstrated where you can scan a QR code and they get transported to like an LV Louis Vuitton store experience. Um, I know you talk a lot about immersive storytelling. Can you elaborate a little bit on, on what Chris's points? Yeah, definitely. You know, I think what's really interesting and what's really exciting for marketers and brands is that they have this opportunity where they physical things that they've put out into the world, whether that's their precious products um, or their stores or their marketing materials, those physical things are no longer limited by the edges of that physical print. They are now connected and can potentially just be a starting point to explore more immersive content. You know, one of the benefits of digital is that you see something really cool you like and you can click on it and you can get more. But in the physical world, you sort of can't double click. You can't get more. But that's really all changed with the camera. And so, you know, one of the key things that we're focused on and many others in the industry is you know, how does the Snapchat camera recognize all of the physical things in the world, including a marketer's properties, so that when a Snapchatter actually looks at that thing through our camera, it can double click and open up a new experience. And so whether that's Louis Vuitton, where when you scan the Louis Vuitton logo, so not even a QR code, their logo wow. that's already printed on bags and everywhere in the world, you scan that and you can be immediately transported to see their latest collection uh, or an immersive experience or on the flip side, a more utility experience example. So Too Faced Cosmetics, you can scan the labeling of their eyeshadow palettes. Our camera will recognize it and automatically drop you into a try on experience. Right now, people can't try beauty on in the store and we don't know how long that'll ever change because of kind of the situation right now with how careful we wanna be from a health perspective. Um, but whether you're in the store trying or whether you've already bought that eyeshadow palette and you wanna double click to learn how to apply it, it's really just a starting point. Um, and so it's really important that marketers think about these new canvases because it's not just this idea of reach, which is really, really critical and important, but it's also this incredible opportunity to open new experiences that have just never been there before to drive business results. Again, whether that's awareness or whether that's purchase or whether that's loyalty of someone having a better experience with your product because of it, so they'll go and repeat buy. Great points. I think, yeah, we talk a lot, you're right, about incremental reach, but it's almost like AR is del delivering incremental depth of reach. Um, Aaron, I'm going to come to you now. You know, can you elaborate on, on how Google's looking at that in terms of, you know, richer brand experience, immersive storytelling, the kind of metrics that you're focusing on there? Yeah, I mean, for sure. And I mean, it, this, is, this is what's exciting about this group coming together. Right, and I think this was the purpose of this group and 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 the wider industry coming together. Um, these are great examples that that Chris and Carolina are talking about, and Tony has got this, the similar examples from Unity. And 
the point is, is that, you know, we all have kind of different platforms and different entry points of users that are using our platforms. We've brought AR into, you know, these services as a key focus because of the ways we think they can enhance our user experiences. And we're seeing the same results across the board. And from a brand and advertiser perspective, we want to kind of come to consensus, come to, you know, standard type of language that we're all using across the board. So we talk about engagement a lot. We talk about some of the business results and the business objectives. And I think what's amazing is that no matter whether you're talking about Snapchat, whether you're talking about Instagram, you know, you're talking about Google search and YouTube, you're seeing a lot of the same verticals, a lot of the same brands, a lot of the same experiences come together and get really similar types of results. And the engagement that we're seeing is, is it tremendously high. And it drives, again, as Chris talked about, through, through the funnel. Um, you know, there, there's differences in the types of, of ad formats that, that advertisers are always after. And as an advertiser, you always want to be asking, what are my business objectives? Uh, and, and our goal in trying to kind of lay out some of this right now with, with actual case studies and things that we've all done real world, real, uh, you know, across our platforms, is to show that, 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 that those results for, for, for brands and advertisers. So, um, you know, we're, we're, we're really excited to do that as part of working with the IAB right now. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, continue to do that effort. Great. And yet, so just for everyone watching, I think last year, this group and a few others came out with an AR marketing playbook. And now we're looking to do a follow-up, uh, which is sort of a 102-201 version that now that I've had more examples and more, more metrics to, to kind of leverage, um, what does it involve? How does it scale? What are the overall steps, um, what recommended metrics should you use? Um, and as you are saying, Aaron, the genesis of this is to kind of help the industry take a hold of this amazing technology that's available and, and use it as part of their brand toolkit. Um, Tony, I know everyone here is super passionate about, uh, about this, but you were one of the first people I reached out to. Um, what do you hope evolves as a result of, of this playbook that we're working on? Well, so, I mean, here's the thing. Uh, we're all super excited about this medium. Uh, it, it, and, it's, and we've done a lot of this groundwork that I mentioned uh, a few minutes ago about proving some initial success. Uh, but here's where it get, gets interesting and maybe in some ways a little bit boring. Um, there's going to be the need to come up with some sets of standards around this, whether they're technology standards or measurement standards. And I think we're going to unpack this more in this conversation today. And the reason I say it's boring is, is that, you know, standardization work requires committees, requires agreeing on things. Uh, it, it tends to be slow. Uh, sometimes when you're waiting for specs, it feels like you're waiting for the paint to dry on, on the house. Um, but without standards, the, you know, the lights wouldn't be on. <laughs> we wouldn't have electricity. I mean, the, these are the basics of infrastructure. And this is no different from anything else that's happened in a global information uh, infrastructure we have now known as the web. And so now we're in this place where we need to be able to cooperate as an industry so that when people come in, they uh, can make the content once, ideally. I mean, we're not anywhere near there yet, but you know, reduce the amount of, they have to invest in the content creation for this kind of uh, brand campaign content and maximize where it can be distributed and how it can be experienced, as an experienced and the business outcomes that the other three panelists here have been talking about. So there's going to, I, I would think, that this effort is going to lead to uh, quite a bit more in terms of some technical standardization, which may not happen among the four people in, on this call, maybe other groups like IAB Tech Lab, for example, 
Um, but there will also be quite a bit more work on collaborating and figuring out how we measure, which is part of what we're going to publish in this newer uh, buyer's guide. Um, so, you know, a lot of efforts, I think, in parallel and probably on various timelines. I don't know what, you know, the other three panelists think about that, but, uh, you know, I personally believe it's all necessary, uh, obviously not sufficient. We all, also have to demonstrate success. Um, but yeah, I'd love to hear what the other panelists feel about that too. But that's my vision is that this is the beginning of multiple efforts uh, across these different axes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree, Tony. I think, you know, I, I always use the analogy of a video and, you know, a advertiser brand wants to create a video asset and they probably want that video asset to work on commercial TV. They want it to work on a multitude of video platforms. They want to make one video and then they want to be able to put that video uh, across as many places as possible with the business objectives they're going after. And maybe some of these platforms go at, at, at different at, uh, different metrics for them. Uh, we're after the exact same results for AR. I think that that is that is a, a keen focus for uh, the four of us on this call. It's a it's a keen focus for where we think the industry needs to be uh, to really be able to build this ecosystem wider and wider. We've we've made great effort just in a few years now, um, but this is a long term effort. And and again, and you know, we, we, you asked the question again, Zoe, at the beginning, like, you know, are, is AR happening now? Yes, and 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 even with COVID, it's not that. This is a game-changing moment. This is an acceleration moment. We're seeing this across industry. Mm -hmm. These are things we've been working on for so long, and they're happening at an accelerated pace right now. Uh, Chris talked about retail and, and in-store experiences. Carolina has mentioned the same. It's like you know, there's there's massive game-changing challenges that 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 are happening, but we're already ready with solutions that are right and ripe for for brands and advertising, and they're doing it. And they're taking advantage of it right now. Beauty verticals are doing a phenomenal job. Retail is doing a great job. Um, this is happening right now, but we want to be able to build the industry tighter, closer, and more collaboratively together. Yeah. Quick, quick, quick note to to support uh, uh, both Aaron and and Tony. You know, uh, what's happening right now is is a groundswell shift, um, and and it's happening under our feet, and it's towards immersive computing. Uh, and we we all know that and, and acknowledge that, but but to Aaron's point, it is the the opportunity is an immediate one. Um, you know, I think I think about it uh, a lot, not dissimilar to the transitions that happened. Uh, I'll date myself here a little bit, and may, maybe some of us other marketers to the transition from offline to online marketing. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and and then similarly the transition from uh, desktop to mobile. Both of those transitions required marketers and and um, and the industry to think about success, think about how to measure success in entirely different ways. And the opportunity for us to to invent and craft those standards for this future computing platform, which is is emerging now, is, is truly right now. Um, so a, a lot of urgency in this space. Can I, can I just, I gotta, I gotta bounce off that for a second, Carolina, can you hold on just cause I just realized as we're both saying this, I mean, we, there's so much we can talk about that's being this actionable now. And we are gonna unpack more of that in this talk today. But I just realized as we're talking about all this with web standards and video and all this other stuff, those are still changing every day. We thought we understood video and then along comes snap and it's all vertical all of a sudden, right? One example. So it's part of also playing off what Chris has said, though. It's time to get involved now. This will continue to evolve. And it's about not just one moment in time. It's about getting involved in a process and being, becoming a practitioner in this new medium that is clearly 
having these results now. So a bit of a sidebar. Sorry, Carolina, I know you were ready to jump in there. No, no, I, I mean, all everything I agree with. I think the one the one thing I'd add is it's not just an opportunity. I think what people aren't realizing it is already an expectation for especially the Gen Z generation. This isn't something that they think could be cool. It's something that they are already expecting. And so brands need to start to invest. I think that this is something where you saw the people who adopted early to the transition to web, the people who adopted early to the transition to social um, and then mobile really were able to capitalize on a very important moment where there wasn't as much clutter yet um, and that people really could meet a demand that existed that not a lot of people were fulfilling yet. And so I think that's one of the big things with AR is I think there's a perception that maybe it's not an expectation from customers yet or that there's not really that much reach yet, um, but that's not true. It's actually already very sizable and especially with the Gen Z and millennial generations, this is just part of their vernacular. The camera is a part of their vernacular. So how do you meet them in the mediums where they are? I think that's just really important for brands to think about um, and to think about early. In the same early on phase, you're thinking about what your creative for your video looks like. You should be thinking about how you take that spatially because that's the format for where your customers are gonna be. All great points. I love that analogy that it's like the transition from uh, offline marketing to online or desktop to mobile. You know, we grew up in a world where we initially had to come to the computer interface to interface with technology. And as we, it's, it's developed, technology is coming to us and, and molding itself to our lives. And it's, it's you know, it's much more fluid. Um, and nascent is also another word I hear, you know, with AR, that's nascent. Um, but it's here, you're right. It's, it's as simple as a lens or as complex as you want to make it. Uh, and if you start to learn the language now and what your brand identity is, um, then you'll really get to hone it as you, as you say, Carolyn, as the space is uncluttered um, and as consumer expectation is still on, on the rise. So some really great points there. Um, given how rapidly and significantly the, the world is changing, how do you all see AR evolving in, in years to come? in terms of like, or do, do we think we've already covered that? Or is there a sp particular vertical or category that you think is really gonna take off first? Like we're seeing with, with beauty or, or commerce or, or auto. Anything? I think that, you know, I think there's some obvious verticals who've already been investing, right? So I do think beauty is an easy one to see that. I think some retail has already been investing. And I do think, you know, some auto has been investing in, in 3D reproductions for also other purposes than just kind of maybe a marketing one. So I think there are some verticals that are primed to take off um, in a scalable way quite soon um, or are already doing that, like the ones we just mentioned. I think there are other verticals that um, have a huge amount of opportunity and that we'll maybe hopefully see a quick follow for because the, that, that value exchange is so large. You think about verticals like entertainment and travel. So entertainment is really all about storytelling and the power of storytelling when you're not just telling someone your story, but you're inviting them to be a part of it is just something that makes your brain sort of explode and think about incredible opportunities for how you can walk through the scene of that show that you love and interact with the characters yourself. Uh, personalization is so important and has increasingly become important. And this is the most personal storytelling you can give. So from an entertainment perspective, I think you're going to start to see a lot of 
producers and content creators really think about the evolution of what it means to tell a story. I think the other vertical that's quite interesting too is, is travel, especially right now when we're all itching to be somewhere else <laughs> than your house, um, being able to imagine what that hotel or that beach um, or that place looks like and feels like is something that's really transportative and really impactful on your decisions to make good decisions, to actually get a sense for where you're going so that you're making the right decision to really improve your experience. Like how do you, you know, reduce the return rates for, you know, trying on shoes ahead of time and something like that? That's one piece, but actually how do you rather than reduce your return rate because you're not going to return the book, the trip you already took, but how do you make sure that it was like something that met your expectations? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think those two other categories like entertainment and travel are really opportunistic. And then of course the the heavy hitters like beauty and retail need to be doing this already. And if they're not, they're really missing just a a big opportunity. Here's another another interesting segment on the vertical side. Zoe um, would be surprising, but it's sort of following on Carolina's uh, storytelling bit is we've had a lot of interest from QSRs. There's been a lot of sort of food and beverage. And, uh, you know, so a couple of areas where it's like, well, it's not about putting the burger or the beer or whatever it is in 3D. It's much more about telling a story. Mm -hmm. It's not about the utility of the physical thing. It's about, you know, so it's similar to entertainment. It's about the IP. It's about the story. It would be you know, about like, you know, we did a campaign. Uh, so we have an ad network that reaches, you know, a couple billion players every month. And that's why I'm involved in this effort, not just because of the Unity creation engine. And we've been experimenting with AR for a couple of years and reaching, you know, some of that supply with AR ads. And we found with like Miller Lite, we did this like really fantastical thing with their mascot, uh, which is the uh, leprechaun. And um, it was the leprechaun in a dunking game. You dunked him into a vat of gold coins. Had nothing to do with the drink itself. And had incredible uh, brand lift. I don't have the uh, stats here, but you know, way past the usual benchmarks on brand lift. Can share those later, and we've shared those publicly. So, I mean, that's all just about telling a story and using AR to engage. It was a simple little playable experience, but because the the camera was on, that leprechaun was in the room with you. It, it makes some some difference, and I don't even know how to quantify it. And Carolina, you got so much mileage on this, and Chris too, I think, in terms of understanding that, and, and you know, how why bringing storytelling in the real world makes such a difference there. I don't know what it is about having those characters or those IPs or those products in the room with you, not for utility purposes, but for engagement and storytelling. Yeah. It's just incredibly promising. So salient. And the, yeah. I mean, imagine the brand recall and engagement time blows right out the water. Oh yeah, yeah engagement I mean, time's way up there. Go ahead, Aaron. The, I mean, yeah, and, and like the investment that brands and the entire industry is making just in the building blocks, the 3D assets. Uh, and, and of course we're talking about kind of the standards around these things, but like those are the fundamental pieces, no matter whether you're a car manufacturer, whether you sell hard goods, uh, whether you're selling lens, you know, having lenses and experiences, um, you know, those are the kind of the building blocks and investment into that and into that, that, experience, that expertise, you know, people on your staff, talent agency, creative agencies that you work with, you know, this, the, these are the building blocks that, that, that create that. For Google, you know, it, it's, it, we're very focused on helpfulness and utility and search, entertainment with YouTube. But I, and I really, I looked at Snap and, and, and Facebook and Instagram and, and I, I echo Tony, you know, I think what an incredible part that we kind of forget with, with, with AR is its ability to create anything and everything in a scene and in, in, in the creative storytelling that Carolina's talking about 
once once a user has experienced that, yes, they're experiencing it themselves. But because we're using the camera, we're able to capture that. And then you've got great viral networks like 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 Facebook, like Snap. You know, people are posting videos, capturing images. They're putting that up and they're sharing that with people. Uh, and it's all created in AR, right? And I think that's the creative storytelling we're kind of talking about here. So it goes from like, how do I personally see something, create, you know, and, and understand the, the helpfulness of that in my space and get information about that. And then, then the recall that I have of that, but then my ability to share that with a network of people that then see that and go, wow, that's really cool. How'd they do that? Wow, I want to do that myself or I want to learn more about that as well. Um, so it's a great like 360 ecosystem that, that, that is available here with AR. Right, I love that. Talk about that as a catalyst for creation, right? Like what your ad is, is a catalyst for creation, which is something that, you know, a lot of marketers look at things like share rates and things like that on their ads. Uh, this is built for sharing, depending on the way that you created it and depending on the platform you put it on. And so you can really create this advocacy at scale. Um, and to your point earlier, yes, there's been so many validation of the impact that this has had, you know, obviously thousands of AR campaigns have run on, on snaps in particular for the past few years. And on average, we see that these campaigns drive a two X improvement uh, by adding AR to your standard campaign that you're running, right? Take the same budget and you say, okay, I'm doing my tried and true video. Let me diversify how I'm reaching people with video, my story that I'm pushing to them with this new opportunity where they can join my story. And those campaigns are seeing a two X impact. So it's sort of, helping to validate uh, what that result will be. All that. Zoe, on, on, on your question on, on trends, there's another, another important note that, that uh, of course is, is, is in the backyards of, of, of all the folks here, which is we're also going through a transformation in hardware. Um, and you know, devices and form factors are evolving. These are getting uh, smarter, better, better, faster. Uh, we're, we're, we're firmly into the wearables era. Um, in-home communication devices like, like Portal, as an example. I mean, all of these new form factors and, and device types are, are really going to support the ubiquity of spatial computing and spatial, spatial experiences. Um, and, and as Carolina noted, you know, it's already an expectation for segments of consumers. What will happen very quickly is it will be an expectation for all segments of consumers, and and you know being being at the forefront of that, being a leader in that, um, really again is 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 kind of this this interesting and 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 pressing opportunity for folks. I love that word ubiquity because my next question was going to be um, probably our last question: uh, advice to brands who are maybe watching this or read a few articles and thought, oh, I'm interested, but I have no idea how to get started. Is it really expensive? What are the, you know, I know how to do my, my usual suite of um, channels and platforms. How do I add this to my marketing suite? What would your advice be for brands that are looking to do that? Maybe we can just go, go around. Tony, do you want to jump in or? Well, yeah. So at the uh, foundation of this, with AR uh, or immersive computing in general, spatial computing, two main factors here. You need to understand 3D creation and you need to understand how the recognition of the real world works like through the camera. These are two skill sets well, one needs to pick up if you're making the creative. Um, and so tools like Unity definitely have their place in all this. Um, there's lots of creation systems out there, but at the, at the heart of this, you need to learn how to 
create something in 3D or, or work with people who know how to create something in 3D. There's plenty of 3D modelers and animators on the planet, millions and millions now. And that just number is just growing as new people skill up and come up through. So get those skills in, under the belt, get them into the organization to start uh, telling stories or making digital twins of things in 3D. That, 3D. That's kind of your table stakes on the creation side of that. There's plenty we can talk about investment and measurement. So I'll, I'll leave it to the other panelists for that. The one thing I would say, and I often kind of, we hear this a lot, like, how do I get started? It feels overwhelming almost, right. uh, especially if you're not an AR expert, even the term augmented reality feels really techie. I think you just start simple and start easy. You don't have to start with like, you know, jumping in full force with a, a lot of investment and a lot of money. You can actually start so simple you can use free tools to create. You can actually create without no 3D experience already, and you can distribute for free to start getting some learnings, or you can spend as little as you know $5 a day if that's what you want. I think that there's this perception, this intimidation that exists, but there's already web-based tools uh, for people to go and marketers to go and start testing. I mean, of course, that's a big area from the product side that we've been investing in at Snap. Um, I know a lot of these other platforms are offering the same type of uh, usability. And so I would just say like first step is just start testing and don't get scared. You don't need a big budget already to test um, and you don't need the skills already to test. Just start somewhere. Um, yeah. That's great. Yeah, no, totally agree. You know, and, and echo off that, you know, AirCore uh, is our uh, SDK for Android app development. Uh, we have so many brands using and building apps today. We have experiences uh, across search and through YouTube. Uh, you know, again, you know, development of 3D. 3D is a foundational building block right now, um, as, uh, and kind of what Tony was saying, table stakes right now. And and yeah, it's this is these are things are all available for free. It, it, it does not need to be so overwhelming. Uh, and then, of course, through what we hope here is, uh, you know, great uh, collaborative publication through the IAB and information that kind of gives uh, more of an idea around kind of what to expect in case studies and things like that. Uh, so that it doesn't feel like it's such uh, going through a, through a dark tunnel. Um, we, we really think we're at, at a precipice moment with, with, with a lot of great opportunity for brands and advertisers. Great. I love it. Demystifying. Chris, anything to add to that, I feel like? I think that the, the team really captured it, um, you know, uh, soft plug for, for our creation platform as well, Spark AR. I think, you know, the note hopefully that that is resounding here is is that the barrier to entry is low and 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 you can start, as, as Carolina said, truly anywhere. And, um, you know, we're encouraged to see how how brands and, and marketers, advertisers are dipping their toes and and my encouragement is is simply to to go a little bit further um and and start to prepare yourselves for for these these emerging uh opportunities for consumers great well unfortunately that's i could talk to you guys all day that's that's all the time we have uh, but thank you all so much for coming on and sharing your insights around ar i'm excited for this space um and for this you know this project that we're aiming to launch in q4 so thanks guys Speak to you soon. Thank you, Zoe. Thank you, Zoe. Thanks to everyone for watching. Uh, IAB There is a production of the Interactive Advertising Bureau. Our show to do today was produced by Connor Healy, Joe Ounce, John Ward, and Tufika Mahadnam. I'm Zoe Soon. Thanks for watching.